0: What makes it easy to start a new project? How about a unique plan that will help you keep going long after that new shiny excitement has worn off? In today's exciting inaugural episode, I'm going to share some unique ideas that will help you start a brand new project and a framework you can use no matter the kind of project that you want to start. Let's jump in the first episode Of more ways. Hey, I'm Amanda Jane, and this is where we help ambitious women make progress and use their time for what really matters. Together, we're busting productivity myths and shifting the dialogue to use productivity as a means to a purposeful and meaningful life. Welcome to More Ways. Let's rock. I'm Amanda Jane, and I want to welcome you to this very first episode of More Ways. To start, I want to share a little bit about my story and take a quick minute to introduce myself as your host. By the end of this episode, you'll know a little bit more about why I started this podcast, who it's for, and why it matters so much to me. You'll also learn a process that'll help you start a new project yourself. Before we get into that, I want to take a step back and introduce myself because this is our first chance to get to know each other, which I'm very excited about. So I might describe myself as a productivity enthusiast. I really, really love helping people spend their time on what matters. And what I've come to realize is that I think this has always been my purpose. I think my obsession with using my time will began when my otherwise healthy and active dad had a massive heart attack and died at the age of 44. It was a shock. The reality that tomorrow isn't guaranteed and that our time is limited, became part of me, who I am, and how I live in this world. So while others share these as platitudes and cliche statements, I really feel this in my bones every day. Let me jump ahead a few years to when I stepped into my coaching journey and quickly fell in love with it. I loved guiding people to see new possibilities in their lives and helping them identify what was getting in their way and helping them decide their best next steps forward toward what they wanted. And anyone that knew me told me, oh, that's perfect for you. The more I coached and interacted with people, the more people wanted to work with me. And they kept asking, and I kept saying yes to everything and fell deeper in love with coaching of all kinds. However, I knew that what I really wanted was to support women who wanted to do more with their time. I had women sharing that they had these ambitions and creative ideas that weren't being realized. They weren't taking their idea And moving it into reality. And that was a hurdle that they struggled to get over again and again. They would tell me that they wanted to prioritize and make progress, finally, see a difference on their creative projects, their business dreams, and they wanted to know that they were making a difference. They wanted to know that they mattered. They wanted some peace of mind that things weren't going to fall through the cracks when they were following their passions and building their business, and they really wanted to focus and be fully in the moment, no matter where they were, at work, at home, or at play. So I know the women had tried goal setting. They said that they bought fancy planners and were reading self-help books, and they were listening to podcasts. and they had lists and notebooks and none of it was helping because week after week they continued to have the same items on their list. They would tell me that they're distracted, they're procrastinating, they just always felt like they were a little bit behind and they also felt like they were wasting their time or waiting for something to change and I knew that her life wasn't waiting for her. And I knew that the outdated productivity tools, tips, and hacks also weren't working because they were built for a different person and a different time. So I started helping women identify what really matters and how they could make progress and overcome hurdles and find more ways to be productive sustainably, their own modern life. And that's why I was inspired to start more ways because this time is all we have. So to tie this story together, I realized that besides the fact that time is our most valuable resource and my passion for helping women spend time on what matters, I think the biggest thing that sets me apart and gets me really excited is sharing and exploring unique perspectives and new paradigms to design your business and your life on purpose and I'm thrilled to be able to do that with this podcast and in my business. So that's enough about me for today what I really want to address in this first episode is a relevant topic and that is how to get started on a new project. Taking the time to think out pieces before you get started is a lot like sharpening the axe before you start cutting and as such I think it saves you a ton of time and headache in the long run and I think it also keeps you going In the long run. And that's exactly what I want to help you do with the 4R framework. Before I dive into the 4Rs, I want to address an idea which is related and that's whether getting started on a project is the same as getting started on a goal. So a lot of people set SMART goals to be able to take them towards what they want. And I think by using the four Rs that it provides more context to your planning and I think it offers more depth as opposed to setting a SMART goal. It's about digging into what you really wanna get out of the project and what you're prepared to put in. So it's a truer framework for your project rather than just diving in. So if you do wanna get started on your next project, here is the four R framework. The first R is result. You're probably taking on a new project because you want something different. So it's important to start with the end in mind and get clear on what you wanna be creating by the end of this project. And that'll really help you set it up with purpose. Now, a result can be a physical change like being able to park your car in the garage or adding two new clients to your business. I also love identifying what kind of learning or experience I want to get out of pursuing this project. Looking at the personal skills and growth that I'm going to make or get along the way is its own kind of result. As an example, for this podcast, this new project, the result I wanted was, well, launching a podcast, sure. But more so, I want it to reach women with this message that there are more ways to be productive. And the results I want are to have 500 downloads in the first three months. And in the process of launching and building this podcast, I want to build my writing skills and create connections and friendships. And if I'm being really honest, I really wanted to test my courage and to see if I could start sharing my fresh ideas. So I don't want you to shy away from claiming exactly the result you want. If you want something specific, declare it. And make sure that if there are others that are working with you on a project or whom this project will impact, that you communicate it clearly. Unlike that time when my husband finished building a wall right into a cupboard and we couldn't open the cupboard door anymore because there was a wall that was closing it forevermore. Yep, I definitely err more on the side of over communicating what you want the second r is roadmap and that is looking at what's the route that you're going to take to create the results you want from this project and how will you know you're making progress sometimes if it's a small project or something you've done before or if you have a recipe or a pattern that you're using from someone else then making a roadmap from where you are now to where you want to be at the end of the project can be fairly straightforward. When it's a large project, or if it has a lot of moving pieces, one of the things that you might consider is whether it might be valuable to break it down into some smaller projects. And if this is a project that's brand new for you, you might consider reaching out to someone who's done something similar to at least get some ideas flowing about ways to move through the milestones in order to complete this project. Now, I have a little caveat to the roadmap. After you've created a roadmap of how you think you're going to get to the end of this project, you then have to let go Of thinking that you know how you're going to get to the end of this project. Because the future is unfolding. And uncertainty is its most defining characteristic. And so there's this fine balance to hold about making a prediction. And yet not knowing exactly what's going to happen or where you'll end up. So creating a roadmap, and then letting it go. And I think you have to do this even when, or maybe especially when, you have a clear idea about how this is going to go. This moves us into the third R, and that's your resources. Every project takes some kind of resources, whether it's time or talent, money, or mindset, even the right kind of energy. And you'll want to get clear on what this project requires, especially what's needed to get through the hard parts. Most projects fall down and stall out when things get hard. Either it didn't go the way you planned or there's something unexpected. And if you're not planning for the hard parts, you're missing the biggest opportunity to set yourself up for completion. Because it's easy to show up and keep going and have your own back when things are going well. What's critical is for you to have the resources to keep going when things are hard. And when you've identified what might be hard about this project, and you've already gathered up what you need to get through it, there's way less chance of you getting stuck here. You've troubleshooted. Wait, is that a word? Or, or is it troubleshot? What's the past tense of that? Well, I'll have to look that one up. Uh, anyways, you'll what you'll have is a solution before you've even faced the problem. So, for example, the podcast, as I was planning out the um, resources that I would need for this project, I knew that I'd need some equipment like a microphone and some recording software and a new domain name for my podcast. But I also knew that when things got hard, I wanted to have some support and accountability from friends. And I also knew that I was going to need some information and the opportunity to learn from other podcasters who had already gone through and who already have launched and grown their podcast. The fourth and last R I have for you is relish. And no, not the kind for your hot dog. It's about looking at how will you relish and celebrate both the milestones along the way the learning and skills that you create, as well as the results at the end. Celebrating yourself and the pursuit of new things is so sadly left out when you're thinking about starting a new project, but celebrations, no matter how small, are a signal, and they give your brain some little happy chemicals that make your brain want to do that again relishing the steps you take ends up helping you keep taking the steps that you relish some more and that just it creates a spiral forward and helps you to keep seeing your project all the way through. Before we wrap up, that for our framework again was results, roadmap, resources, and relish. And I want to address another question you may have, which is how you'll know you're ready to start your project. And rather, I'd ask, who says you have to be ready? (laughs) It's not a prerequisite, and for good reason, because sometimes being ready happens after you've started. In fact, another question might be, how can I start? before I feel ready. So whether you're starting a new project or you've started installed or you're hoping to practice finishing and beyond then this will be the right podcast for you. I hope you found this first episode useful and it has made you start thinking about your next project. I'm very excited that this is the first of many to come. Thank you so much for joining me this week. To view the show notes and to get a recap of today's lesson, visit amandajane.ca forward slash podcast. Before you go, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. That way you won't miss a new episode. You can subscribe or follow right now in the app that you're using to listen. One last thing. If you're enjoying the podcast so far... I hope you'll let me know by sharing a review in Apple Podcast. This lets Apple know that great listeners like you enjoyed the show and that gets the message out to more people. So your review really does make a difference. Thanks again for joining me, Amanda Jane, in this episode of More Ways. Until next time, rock on.